Blog Talk Radio. Next guest on board here, and I have been really anxious to talk to him for several days. Jerry has a brand new book out. He's a best-selling PhD author of several hit books, and his latest one is titled "Shut Up, Your Kid Is Not That Great." Jason Cole, <laughs> Jason, Jason. Not since the discussion of politics, religion, and vaccine shots has a title caused so much controversy. What is going on? This book, the title is hilarious. How did you come up with this? <laughs> How did I come up with it is a great question. Before I start, I, wanted, I did want to say one thing. I don't know who, who sent it out, but I, I'm not a PhD. Oh. Uh, I'm a PhD in football from having covered the NFL for 30 years. Um, I awarded that to myself, but I'm not actually said to, to make sure. And somehow that information got put on a press release or something like that. And I don't know how, but I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. But um, I do have tremendous amount of experience covering sports, and I coached, you know, Little League Baseball for what, eight years before I ever had kids. I coached plenty of youth sports. I coached my own kids and watched my own kids get coached by other people. Um, and so the genesis of the title of the book and sort of the inspiration for the whole idea is I was talking to my agent one day, and he's at that stage of his life where he's coaching his kids in like fourth, fifth, sixth grade um, sports, right? Mm-hmm. And he got roped into coaching because nobody else was going to do it. And he just, he goes, these parents are just crazy. They just won't. Stop, you know, they won't stop talking, they won't stop complaining. You know, like they got into this, I think it was like fifth grade basketball playoff tournament, right? And one of the parents was complaining about how one team got an extra hour of rest time before their playoff game as opposed to the other, you know, like when they played in some playoff game. Like they're complaining about an hour for fifth graders, you know, like, yeah, and (laughs) and it just, it, it, it was like, can people just be quiet? Can they just shut up? Like, it's just not that important. Your kid's not that great. Fifth grade basketball, like, let it be. And so we, we got onto this idea, and I said, yeah, I got plenty of stories like this from my own career. And then I called a few friends, you know, some guys, guys in the music business, some guys in the, in the uh, acting business, and, you know, other things. And we all just shared some stories about, just stupid things that happened. Did a little bit of research on the internet too. And you know, this is this is meant to be tongue in cheek. It is not meant as shots at kids as much as it's a reality check for parents. Like when you have a kid in fifth grade basketball, they should just be having fun. And they should go out there and have a good time and you shouldn't worry about the hour the extra time that one team might have had to rest before the playoff game. It's just silliness, right? So that was the that is the overarching message of this. And then I talked to Tom Brady Sr., who I'm friends with, um, and obviously I know his, his kid a little bit. Um, and, you know, he, he just shared his story about how he used to deal with it when he was coaching his son and his three daughters, and his three daughters were all great athletes as well. Um, you know, how, what he did when he was a parent and basically trying to coach, but at the same time, trying to stay out of the way. Well, 
of course, we all know his son is the goat. Uh, yeah, I mean, how can how in the world can uh, I mean even Tom Brady Senior if he has stories that that tells us all look out. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, what I really like about this whole book is that you have been brave enough to to actually write a book about it and share some stories, even though it is time in chief. And see, I know there are people like me who have, see, I don't have any children, but I know there are people like me who have thought what your book is saying, your title, and we're just not brave enough to come out and say it. And now I'm hearing, I want to say this to friends of mine who have grandchildren, because I'm hearing it in both camps now. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. So, okay. So what's been the reaction? Uh, are your children, are they old enough to have kids of their own? Or are they old enough to, you know, appreciate the book or what? Well, my, yeah, they're old enough to have kids of their own. They're in their 20s now. Thankfully, they don't. And they can they can wait a little while if they want. <laughs> let, let them ease themselves into that burden. But uh, they get it. Um, all every look, everybody that I talk to gets it. And we've all been around that parent who tells you how great their kid is, or their helicopter parent. You know, they hover way too much. They get involved. They annoy their coach. They, you know, scream at officials. You know, it, this 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 form you know morphs itself into all sorts of behavior. And like one of my favorites, which I recount in the book, is I was coaching Little League at one point. This is, again, this is before I ever had kids. And we had a kid on the mound who was pitching. You know, he was a really good pitcher, threw the ball really hard, um, not the greatest control in the world. And all of a sudden, his dad is standing on the field next to me, wanting to talk to me in the middle of the game. And I was like, I just was shocked that he had the temerity to come onto the field. <laughs> I just went, I said, Jack, you have to get off the field. And he's like, well, Jason, I said, I said, Jack, you have to get off the field now. And he tried one more time and said, and I just got a little louder. I said, Jack, get off the field. Because if you have parents walking onto the field, you have chaos. You know, his kid was obviously good. His, he knew his kid was good. He thought he was great. He thought he had the next Sandy Koufax. It just wasn't the reality. He had a kid who ended up being a pretty good college athlete. I'll say that. Okay. And, uh, you know, credit, you know, like the kid ended up playing college ball, which is a great thing. He enjoyed it. He had a good time. Let your kids have a good time. Um, and that's what I try and tell parents. Let them make them happy, you know, because being playing hard and practicing hard are are just as important as a pizza party after the game. Like the pizza party, make them love, you know, playing ball. And whatever it is that makes them love playing ball, let them do that. And, and that's the message I tell people over and over again. Like, make sure they're having a good time. Don't make it about, oh, you're about to make it to the majors. That, that's not what this is. That's not what youth sports is supposed to be about. Other than uh, Tom Brady Sr. there, uh, have there been any other parents that you mentioned in the book? Have their kids gone on to become, you know, great or that or, or what? Oh, well, my, one of my favorite stories, unfortunately, Jack Elway passed away long before I ever mm -hmm. um, wrote this book. But I did a biography of John Elway, 
um, another Hall of Fame quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And in the process of doing my research, I spent a lot of time researching his dad because his dad was a football coach um, at the at the college level, was a personnel guy at the at the NFL level, was you know a football lifer. Um, and one of the things that Jack um, said, you know, did one of the things he did along the way is he never coached his son John. Formally, he coached him in an all-star game in college. So basically, he spent a week with him coaching him for a game. But he never coached him in Little League. He never coached him at Pop Warner. He never coached him in high school football. Didn't coach him in college football. Ne- never did that. Never put any pressure on him to play for him in college. The whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he kept a distance. And he kept a distance from talking to the coaches. He never went up and suggested plays. He never came in with no playbook. None of that kind of stuff. And I remember this quote when his son was coming out, when John Elway was coming out for the NFL draft to be the number one overall pick of the 1983 draft. And he had also been drafted by the New York Yankees a couple of years before that and had played a season of minor league baseball with the Yankees, right? So the kid had to decide, is he going to play baseball or is he going to play football? Obviously he played football. But one of the things that Jack said before the draft was, I just want to preserve in John the joy of playing ball, because that's where he's going to get his passion. It's not going to be in dollars and cents. You know, you don't play for the money. You play because you love it, because playing football or playing any sport for that matter is a painful exercise, and no amount of money really makes it worth it unless you really love it. That's a good good way to look at it. And, of course, the rest is history with John Elway, uh, even after football. You know, he's, of course, as we all know, a top executive and et cetera, et cetera. And now what are we going to do about Russell Wilson? And Well, that's another whole story. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I also want to note that you are a graduate of Stanford University, one of the uh-huh. most beautiful campuses I've seen in Forever, and and I understand that you and, and John Elway, you both attended college at the same time. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm a year behind John. He's uh he's class of '83. I'm class of '84. So, okay. um, I w- yeah, I wouldn't say we're friends or even we're close friends in college, nothing like that. Um, but I certainly followed his career and followed it very closely, and interviewed more than I think was it more than 200 people for the biography that I did on him. And, yeah, and he was helpful in providing a lot of good anecdotes that I made it a great read. So um, that one's uh, that one's a little bit more of a, a time consumer than uh, "Shut Up, Your Kid's Not That Great." How long did it take you to write "Shut Up, Your Kid Is Not That Great"? Okay, Jason, uh, as you just mentioned, it took you a minute or two to uh, do the John Elway book. So, what about with the current "Shut Up, Your Kid Is Not That Great"? How long did it take you to do this one? Oh, this one was fast. It was a couple of months. Uh, yeah, a couple of months of writing, you know, a little bit more time of editing. So I don't want to say that I just, you know, sat down at a typewriter at my, you know, at my laptop and, you know, presto, there was a book. Um, but this wasn't really hard. And again, this is, this is a life of, as a sports writer, having observed a lot of these things and having talked to a lot of people and having to, you know, you know, look up a lot, you know, having a bank of information to go to. So really it was, I had to make, I would say, this is five or six phone calls to friends of mine who are in the industry to 
to get some stories and verify some stories, stuff like that. And then just put it together and figure out, okay, what was the exact order uh, we wanted to do it, how we wanted to place different stories uh, to make it fun and accessible. That was, that was, that was what it was. This is not, this is not a multi-year project. <laughs> well, it's such a fun title. Uh, is that the original title when you first got the idea to do the book or what? Yeah, it was. And I was kind of hesitant about it because, um, you know, it's, it's not the most polite thing in the world to say. Um, <laughs> no. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's me. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm kind of, uh, you know, blunt. Uh, I don't, I don't mince words a lot. And uh, even with my own kids, you'll probably, you know, you get stories someday when they tell stories about me at my funeral, I'm sure my kids will have plenty of war stories about how, uh, I would cut to the chase a lot. Um, so, but I, you know, I, I think that's valuable as long as people understand where it comes from. Like I'm not, I don't mean it in a mean spirited way. I mean it in like, let's just get past all this BS. You know, your your kid's just not that good that you should be acting this way. I'm not, and I'm not trying to tell people that their kid's not going to be a great high achiever. Don't get me wrong. This is about how they act when their kid's playing or participating or doing something. They need to calm themselves down and back off. Um, I certainly hope that kids are going to be great and that they achieve lots of lots of amazing things. Um, yeah, I, I spend my life cheering for people to be good at things because I like to watch them be good at things. But at the same time, I don't want the people around them to get carried away because ultimately I think that that gets in the way of greatness more than, um, it, more than it, uh, promotes greatness. That's my viewpoint. Sometimes I wonder if the advent of these so-called participation trophies and awards, is that for the parents or is it supposed to be for the kids? Um, it's mostly for the parents um, <laughs> who don't want their kids, like they don't want their kids to walk away being disappointed and have to counsel them on being disappointed, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I'll say this, I'm not adamantly against a participation trophy. I have participation trophies when I was, you know, playing basketball that I actually saved and because it reminds me of a moment in time. Um, and so that, that does have some value for, for kids, for all kids. The difference is that not every trophy should be the same. You still have to recognize that there are some kids who are better than others, or there are some kids who played on the first place team or the championship team who deserve to get recognized a little bit more. And that's okay because they either worked at it or they were good at it or they were both or, you know, whatever happened. But that achievement deserves something a little bit different. Uh, the participation trophy is okay. Ribbons are okay. Um, but there is a first place trophy and that matters. And, and that's okay, and, and it should be kept in proper perspective. I totally agree with you 100%. Uh, the book, again, title, Shut Up, Your Kid Is Not That Great, but it's a fun, funny book. And the minute I saw the title, I said, oh, yeah, got to talk to this author. Is The title just <laughs> says it all. <laughs> well, Jason, what are you working on next? What's your next book? Um, I'm actually working um, a little different. I'm working on a book about a Ponzi scheme 
mm-hmm. uh, North Carolina. So that's a little bit more serious subject and requires uh, a little bit more, um, a little more care, let's just put it that way. Um, and different kind of interview style. The, uh, and I'm also working on a couple of, um, either, you know, TV or streaming or even hopefully a movie project. We'll, we'll see. I got a lot of balls up in the air at one time and I'm hoping. I know that a couple of, of them have landed and landed nicely, mm-hmm. but I got to make sure that the other ones also land somewhere as well. That is just awesome, Jason. So, okay, for fans and readers who go out and get your book, Shut Up, Your Kid is Not That Great, how can they say hello to you or disagree with you or just get the book? What, what do they need to do? What's your you handle? Find me on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, just okay. um, simply Jason Cole. You can also find me on Twitter, which is uh, at Jason Cole 1962 um, and I'm pretty available on Twitter. I'm not, I'm not hard to find. We'll just, just put it that way. I am not a hard person to find. Um, and I'm certainly don't have a problem with people yelling at me if they disagree. Uh, I've, I've spent enough time as a sports writer. I've had people tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about plenty of times. And oh my God, if you coached little league sports, I know you've been yelled at a lot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit gruff. I'm a, I, I think I tended to be a little bit intimidating to some parents, which was okay by me. Uh, but I always had a rule. I, this was my favorite rule. And we would, we would always have a parents meeting at the beginning of the year. And that established, like, what were the ground rules here? It also, I think, established that we knew what we were talking about. And, you know, if any parents ever showed up for practices, they understood how did I run the operation, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, all, as long as you demonstrate that you're keeping your kids, their kids busy, their, their kids are having a good time and that they're actually learning something, generally it's okay. But the one big rule I had for parents was you got, you come and cheer for your kids, have a good time and you support your kids. I'm the one who talks to the umpires uh-huh. and, and that, and that's it. You guys don't talk to the umpires. I do. If you want to ask me about something about the umpires or point something out, that's fine. But I'm the one to talk to the umpires because that, that's the part of the game that makes me the saddest and, and most frightened at times is how abusive the relationship becomes between parents and people who officiate umpire games. Because I've been there and I know what that's like. And you're just trying, you're trying to do a good job, but it's hard. You know, it's, it, it, you know, you're not you're not always dealing with super sophisticated, experienced people who are umpires. So, but that was my rule. I'm the one who talks to them. And that's a good rule to follow. Hopefully, most parents follow it. I hope. Uh, I hope so, but I certainly see videos that show me otherwise. <laughs> oh yeah, we we've all laughed at them. I mean, I mean, sometimes you just have to laugh just to keep from crying at some of these parents, but. I know you know that. But anyway, the book again is Shut Up, Your Kid is Not That Great by Jason Cole. And Jason, thank you so much for chatting with me. As I said, I've been waiting all week to talk with you about this book. So we- Absolutely. It was a pleasure, Janice. And, uh, they can find it on uh, on Amazon. Amazon. So, okay. Yeah, on Amazon. So okay. it's been great. Thank all you. Right. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too. Take okay. care. Now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio. 
with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Mm-hmm.